This is the Horse Radio Network. On the Dressage Radio Show next week, Edward Gull joins us to tell us about his record-breaking win at the European Championships and his relationship with Morland's Tortillas. It's an episode you won't want to miss, so tune in next week for episode 16 of the Dressage Radio Show. This is episode 15 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, presented by Equestrian Life, exclusive coverage of the world of dressage. We would like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life. They can be found at equestrianlife.com and Kentucky Performance Products online at kppusa.com. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Reese Coppler-Stanfield, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, presented by Equestrian Life. Well, welcome back again, Reese, and thank you for standing in for Heather while she's uh, touring the country, and we appreciate you uh, you being our co-host again. You're getting quite the old hand at this, so uh, you must, you've already got our show lined up for today. What can we look forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to speaking today with Katja von Ando of Dressage Direct, and she's going to be speaking to us about the European Dressage Championships, and I'm so excited to hear she was there, and um, I got to see some of the tests online, but I can't wait to hear what she has to say and how it was in person. Well, it certainly is going to be a thrilling, thrilling, uh, you know, uh, review, because it was record-breaking, and I know it got an awful lot of publicity if you have any interest at all in the dressage world, and I think for even for people that didn't know much about dressage, who might have been at Windsor Show for jumping, I think this would have caught their attention. Record-breaking performances, and Clatcher has been covering dressage for a number of years. I know this. Uh, even this would have impressed her, so we're looking forward to talking to Clatcher today. And uh, What have you been up to uh, since we spoke last week, Reese? Well, we've had an exciting week this week, and um, we've been uh, we have quite a few horses that have um, actually are doing some jumping. So I I spent a little time in uh, at the horse show in Jumperland, um, which is always an exciting and, and different. Uh, and, and training Casper is is back in full work and is loving his work after his little vacation. And um, we've had perfect weather; it's been nice and cool for August. So we've had a really fun week, and, and everyone's looking forward to the September shows and, and continuing working. It's been great. So you you teach uh, students in jumping and, and also eventing, right? You have some eventing students? Well, I have a lot of eventing students, but I just do the dressage uh, portion. I only, I'm really just the groom when I take, I have, we have a jumping rider, uh, Daniel, and he takes all the horses, but I end up kind of grooming for him. So it's a fun, a fun little adventure. And, and I like all my young horses to get some experience uh, jumping and just seeing some different things. It just helps their kind of mental attitude and, and going to jumper shows, I think is a lot more hectic than dressage shows. So we take our young ones uh, just for some experience on Honestly. Yeah, and we've heard, I know Heather, um, for one, is, is a, a rider that uh, uses cavalettes and poles as part of, uh, of training. And do you, do you do that? Do you put poles on the ground to help them with their uh, stride patterns and, and rhythm? Do you, do, do you use those as an exercise? 
we use them a lot. We use Cavalettis a lot. We do, again, I, I have no jumping talent whatsoever. So I, I have a, a jumper trainer, a professional that comes in. And uh, I also spend a lot of time, we're, we're lucky here in Kentucky to have uh, beautiful fields. So my horses do a lot of walking and trotting on hills. Um, even Casper goes out every day, especially when the weather's perfect and, and sunny and 70 degrees. They're all out on the, on the hills. And I find that just to be uh, just a huge resource along with Cavalettis and things in the ring. But we're, we're able to have wonderful hills that my guys, you know, really it, it helps their cardiovascular strength, helps their backs, their hind legs, and uh, just for mental just for mental, just a break to go out. They're still working, but they don't think it's as, as difficult. So it's it's a fun thing that we do. Yeah, I think, as you say, it's a really good uh, mentally for them and, you know, allowing horses to be horses. So, uh, you know, I think exactly. anything we can do to, to vary things for them is, is wonderful. And, I, and, you know, a lot of people do do that. Um, you know, yep. whether they're dressage horses uh, or, or not, you know, don't have to be jumpers to be uh, using poles and cavalettes, right? Exactly, exactly. And there are wonderful books and things and resources online if you, you know, have questions, certainly your instructor, but there's also just wonderful resources. You can kind of uh, learn how to do it and it, and it won't hurt anyone, but it's, it's, it's a fun way to, to get some strength and, and work on rhythm and things like that. Terrific. Well, I know we're going to come to your tip of the week a little bit later on in the show, but first of all, we have some news items, uh, Reese. Some news from the USDF. The U.S. Dressage Federation is going to be inducting two new um, Hall of Famers. That's Linda Zhang, the well-known judge, and also Debbie McDonald's former partner, Brentina. They're going to be inducted into the Roma Foundation USDF Hall of Fame later this year, on that's December the 4th, during the uh, annual convention. In, and this year is going to be held at, uh, in Austin, Austin, Texas. So we're looking forward to that. They will have their moment of uh, fame and glory at the Salute Gala and Annual Awards Banquet on December the 4th. And that honor of uh, being inducted into the Horse of, Hall of Fame is something that's bestowed upon horses and individuals that have made outstanding contributions to the sport of dressage in the U.S. And I think uh, you would agree, Reese, that both of those individuals have certainly done that. Absolutely, absolutely. Both Linda and Brentina, just a huge part of our dressage in the United States. So it'll be fun to walk in the Hall of Fame and, and see their portraits there. Wonderful. Well, on, on a positive note, you know, we've had a little bit of negative press in, in the sport of dressage in recent months with uh, doping issues, but we're happy to report that the Aachen World Equestrian Festival, um, that the, with their very strict anti-doping measures that they imposed this year, uh, came away with no positive results at their show earlier in the this summer, and we're absolutely delighted at that. They they have more veterinarians than ever before that were there to monitor the stables and carry out testing, and they also used thermographic cameras that apparently can detect minute quantities of chemicals on horses' skin. So very sophisticated technology that they've been using over there in Germany, and it clearly. Um, has paid dividends because there was no positive test. So that's very good news for the sport, isn't it, Reese? It is. It is. It's very good good news. And, and certainly we are all in, in, in dressage and, and horses because we love the animals. And so it's, it's, it's a good thing to hear. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just it'll keep everything uh, in, the, in future competitions uh, where it should be. That's exciting. Well, that program, of course, was implemented following the suspension, as I mentioned, of uh, several dressage and jumping riders whose horses tested positive for the use of prohibited substances at the uh, Olympic Games last year and other events this year. Yep, exactly. So 
Well, Chris, I'm excited to say that we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be back with a discussion with Klatia about the, uh, the European Dressage Championships. It is fantastic to have our friends at Equestrian Life as the title sponsors for the Dressage Radio Show. If you have not been to Equestrian Life yet, you need to go. In addition to being the official social community for the Horse Radio Network, it is one of the fastest-growing horse communities on the Internet. It is truly the Facebook for horse people. The goal of EquestrianLife.com is to bring equestrians together and to provide them with the breadth and depth of information and tools they need to learn and connect with other horse lovers who share the same passion. EquestrianLife.com is a fun, inviting website that strives to provide its members with a world-class experience that fosters the expression of all the ways people enjoy their horses and the people who are part of the horse world. EquestrianLife.com's social media platform provides users with cutting-edge applications and tools, such as people in horse profiles, social Q&A, status updates, messaging, photo uploading, groups, comments, blogs, expert high-definition videos, directories, birthday reminders, alerts, messaging, and on and on and on, in addition to their partnership with the Horse Radio Network. This community is designed by horse people for horse people and is filled with educational and entertaining video and audio all about our horses. Ride on over to Equestrian Life today, sign up for free, and tell all of your friends. If you love horses, EquestrianLife.com is the place to be. Well, thanks again to our sponsors, Equestrian Life. EquestrianLife.com is our social networking site for uh, the Horse Radio Network, so we encourage you to visit them at EquestrianLife.com. Well, we're coming, as you mentioned, Reese, to our guest this week, uh, uh, Klaatje van Andel. Klaatje van Andel runs a, a dressage website called Dressage Direct. She's an affiliate of the Horse Radio Network and the Dressage Radio Show. And I've known Klaatje a while. She's been covering the sport for many years and... Uh, and she, of course, uh, is from Holland, who have an awful lot to celebrate. So let's catch up with uh, Klatcher and what she experienced last year, at, uh, last week at the European Dressage Championships in Windsor, England. Well, Klatcher, you are you still celebrating from the weekend, or have you actually recovered from uh, what was just an amazing, amazing dressage competition? Well, I brought home some champagne, but we didn't have time to drink it yet, <laughs> I must say. And uh, my head is overwhelmed by all the wonderful um, images of horses just competing um, more than than they they could do, actually. And it was not only the Dutch that um, were doing the best ever, but almost mo- all competitors were doing more than they could do so i don't know what with the, what was with the venue uh in front of the windsor castle uh, where it was a haunted venue or a magical venue or whatever <laughs> but I've, I've never seen this soil and competing this great horses all these great moments i've i've I'm I'm not used to this so i will have uh, i i need to think uh about a year to be be ready with this 
it, it was amazing. And, and as you say, a lot of the competitors really put their best foot forward and we saw amazing performances by the British team that their dressage generally has, has been improving, improving by leaps and bounds. We had Desi Dillingham on the show a couple of weeks ago who, yeah. who has been the driving force behind British dressage. Yeah, and and of course we, we we've seen seen them get on the medal podium for the first time now in 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 a long time, and and, and but Reese and I, of course, being in the states, we could only listen to the dressage commentary on the website, and and we just saw um, Totilas' um, last uh, freestyle his freestyle uh, test. So it, it, we were getting excited on this side of the pond, weren't we, Reese? Oh, we were. It was it was beautiful. We we were able to see it on YouTube, but I I can only imagine. It gave me goosebumps on YouTube. I can't imagine <laughs> what was it like in person. Yeah, it, it, um, when you saw it in real, you could not even believe your eyes. So you you could not think this was real happening because everything was magic. The way he he was. He was using his legs, his body, his, the total performance uh, together with the music. And in the first two tests, the Grand Prix and the Grand Prix Special, he already had done marvelous, amazing things. All judges were talking about it, that the 10 was even not enough. They In, in the Grand Prix Special, they even he rewarded him 23 times with a 10 and were thinking, this is not enough. It's... I, we cannot give more because we don't have more. But what could we do, the judge said. And then uh, the freestyle added something extra magical to it. It was amazing. And and watching this and you're seeing the standard improving so much, Clarcher, and you've been following dressage now for so many years and, and you've never seen any, none of us have seen anything like this. No. But, no. What does it tell you where it's going in, in the standard of riding and the actual performance? It's one thing to ride at home, but it's another thing to go in the competition arena and, and perform on the day when you need to, to this level. Yeah, yeah. It was really amazing. I, it was like all horses uh, uh, coming out of the arena and telling the other horses in the warming up arena, there's nothing happening there inside. You don't have to be afraid. Just go in and do your thing. It was like like they all um, were inspired by and any other horse and just did their thing. And you hardly, normally at championships, especially on Grand Prix, it's it's a mistakes festival in Grand Prix because all riders are um, tends to get no mistakes and to get a score for the team result, etc. And that already was amazing what was happening in, in Grand Prix. We we already saw many very good tests. For instance, from um, the nine-year-old horse of the Austrian rider, Vicky Max Steuer. She had only she she was in the Olympic team with her seventy year old or seventy year old horse Falcao, and now she had a nine year old horse Brock with her a German bred horse from 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 the Rhineland region, uh, Augustine he was called, and he did amazing things already, and she became fifth individually in the Dressers Grand Prix overall. And then uh, imagining this strong German team, or or or, or not, not not even the German, but they, they they did the very best as well. But this strong Dutch team and the strong um, 
England British team and then becoming fifth. That was something you could not think of that it would happen, but it happened. And then the British rider, Laura Bechtelsheimer, she's only 23, 24, too. And she has an amazing horse, uh, who who is a bit scared in the arena normally, but she already scored a record for Great Britain uh, at the London Olympia Horse Show last December. And now she, she did it again. She again scored a, an, an individual British record and she took the British team to the silver medal. And you said uh, it was uh, outrageous, and it was. They, they never had a silver medal in dressage. They never had. In history, it never happened before. And then talking about the Dutch... Um, the last rider, Edward Carr, he didn't even have to ride anymore because the the gold team medal already was there. And it was just for for him that he wanted to prove he had a, probably the best horse in the world and wanted to show the world that his horse is from a, from, from another place. So so he, he took the individual world record and the win of the Grand Prix test. And, of course the team gold, um, but it was already certain that the Dutch received the team gold. So it was all all about amazement and amazement. Well, before we get on to the other rides, Klaatje, I just want to uh, talk a little bit with Reese about the rideability of these horses. I mean, you know as a Grand Prix rider, you can do all the preparation in the world and, and be absolutely spot on before you go into that arena but once you get into that arena it's all about rideability isn't it and how much you can ride your horse it is and and i'm just amazed um hearing how young the horses are these are these are not really experienced older horses i mean these are nine nine years old uh you know uh seven years old you're going into the ring and doing this and and this it sounded like it was a just an incredible venue and just a huge ring and to go in there and do that you know i loved i loved your comment that the horses are coming out and and saying it's okay come in go 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 do your thing and and that's really an amazing amazing feat for them and and it just sounded just beautiful to watch and and truly those big arenas the horses you know sometimes they go in and they're so big that they just you know they just don't know anything but to to listen to the rider and and that's what it sounded like and it just sounded just amazing to be there and talking yeah. about rideability clutchit um you know the, the the dutch really had it all their way this past week this past week in windsor and and the germans didn't have their their a team uh, not least of all because isabel beth it, it was not able to compete Tell us a little bit about the dynamics there between the German and the Dutch team then and how much really that impacted because on the one hand you've got that much better performances from, from the Dutch and some of these other riders and on the other hand you, you didn't have the best of the Germans. Yeah, um, I, I must say I've spoken to a lot of Germans, German trainers because the, there are always uh, hundreds of German trainers there as well of course. Um, they have a lot of inf- they, they influence the sport f- very much. Um, they were I never had a championship where all trainers agreed on the winners. There are always championships, and the trainers say, "Well, you did didn't you notice this or that? Uh, this could have been better. That could have been better." Um, this championship, everyone agreed on the winners and. No one said this is too weak or that was not not okay. 
this championship was amazing in that point of view as well. And uh, the German trainers, uh, they all congratulated the Dutch, Dutch and were happy for the Dutch and not only for the Dutch, but but because they, 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 they were happy for the sport. And they said um, it was now Holland that took dressage into a new era and um, we are all grateful for that. This is what dressage needs. We now have seen the tents. We've seen the tents and we all can look can work for tens to get to get the ultimate scores and we see now um this it, it's not uh, especially that it was dutch but it was a big big example for the sport and all judges agreed on it all trainers agreed on it so that was another amazing thing happening this championship dressage has been in 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 a lot of rumors about the judging, about the doping, about uh, not agreeing on 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 the the format of shows or whatever, but now um, the dressage gave an answer itself, and they fight it at the place where they have to fight in the arena, and now dr- dressage sport has won for me. It was amazing. It, well, it, it truly has, and it as you as you pointed out, Claudia, it's really taking it to a new level in yeah. there now we've raised the expectations haven't we now and and so when the tortillas is in the rivels and the parsivals go in the arena we're we're expecting great things yeah we are and um you you were talking with reese on the rideability um i think one of the major things of this championship is that that the rideability um, proved the worth of the the, the tests. Um, Totilas is very rideable. Um, Parsifal now now when he is out of his fears, he's very rideable and he's very focused and concentrated on his rider. He didn't see anything at all. He was not in the Olympic team last year because he was too unconcentrated and he feared everything. He he was spooky and. And, and was running away, and he did everything, which was not uh, meant to, to 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 happen in the in the in the arena. And now he just was focused, and there was harmony between the rider and the horse. And he 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 was um, obedient and harmonious, and he 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 just did everything. He didn't spooked at all. It, it was the same with Laura Bechtelsheimer's horse. He explained to me. The, the 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 British rider that took the bronze in the in the individual medals in the Grand Prix special, she said he's always very scared and he was scared to music and he 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 was reluctant to go into the arena, but but he wasn't this time. He just was there was harmony between the rider and the horse. So. There, 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 those riders have found a way to to work with their horse in any circumstance. So I, I think that is the way um, to keep the relaxation and to have the harmony on the first place. The, the, that is the way that dressage really needs now and that they show the world. So it's great. Well, um, of course, Edward Gall is now... You know, obviously, the star of dressage and on everyone's lips, and of course, he was as excited as anybody could possibly be after his round. And we have his uh, reaction to his ride. So let's just listen to Edward's reaction to his winning ride at the European Championships. Yeah, it was. It felt so fantastic. And yeah, and then I hear the scores, and 
90 point something and yeah that's not normal anymore and he's nine years old so oh man i had such a f good ride and it felt so good i only had the mistakes in the one times i hit but i didn't felt it at the time because i felt so good and yeah what can i say it's fantastic to break that 90 percent barrier unbelievable yes unbelievable and i didn't expect it but i know he could do it but it's okay i had an hicks that i had 89 so i think oh 90 must be possible but okay but that it was already here i didn't know well, that was very exciting, Clarcher. He clearly has set the standard now, but you know he already did that on day one. So take us back to the to the Grand Prix um, at, on day one and the beginning of the competition there. How did it all start for you? Well, um, it did all start on the day one with Adelinde's right for for the Dutch. They hoped she would do very well because she had won three World Cup qualifiers this winter, but unfortunately, unfortunately, was out in Las Vegas because her horse got lame. And now the Dutch were very happy for her that she was back, and she's just she is uh, your 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 neighbor girl's dream. Um, she, <laughs> she is, she, yeah, she, she has no sponsor. She has no uh, rich parents. Um, she has no big lorry to bring her horse with. She's simply driving a horse, and, uh, a car, and a trailer. Um, she has nothing special but her wish to do this. And she she left her job last year because um, she wanted to give her ride more more possibilities. She she was a school teacher. And she saw that she needed to have more time and to concentrate on the riding alone. So all Dutch uh, little girls in every street, they are happy um, with her example, taking her example um, uh, as, as their own dream as well, that it is possible to come from nothing without a sponsor, without a very expensive horse to do this. And... Um, on day one, she already took the Grand Prix with a very high score, high score of 80%. Uh, on day one, she, she leaded the scoreboard. And then day two, Enki, of course, um, added her team res result with it that, she, that, uh, that the Dutch were certain of the, of the gold. But um, very surprising on day one and two were also the German riders. Um, the German riders, they didn't have Isabel, they didn't have Heike Kemmer because her horse Bonaparte got lame very short for the Europeans as well. They didn't have very experienced riders, but the good news for the German was that next to Monica Teodorescu, who has a lot of experience, uh, of course, that ne next to her, they had three younger riders in their 20s these three horses, three nice horses, uh, the horse of Matthias Alexander Raad being the best one. He, he is of his stepmother, Ann-Kathrin Linsenhof, and she won with this horse the German team gold four years ago at the, German, uh, at the European Championships in uh, Hagen in Germany. So she added to the German team gold there, and now her, her stepson is riding the horse, and he did a great job. He was out of the of the team for the Olympics because he was studying and he was not concentrating himself too much. And the horse 
um, spooked and did everything he was not allowed to. But this championship, it was the magical uh, arena, probably, I don't know, but this championship, all German riders um, rode better than they were expected to. In Germany, they didn't think they they would win any medal, but now they took the bronze. With this amazing silver British team and the amazing uh, gold Dutch team, so they, they were the amazing German bronze team. So I think this is also... Um, a good promise for the dressage in the future that you should not only stick on the older riders with their experience because you have to give new riders and new horses a chance to get experienced as well because otherwise you your 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 sport is going to die you need the new ones well that i mean that leads me to the point that anki has acknowledged that uh, you know this is a new era that there are other riders you know at at her level that that are now coming to the forefront clearly um when we've seen that now for for a few months and 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 she at the same time is having to really work hard to maintain her level with with particularly with salinero there um he's a horse that tends to warm up through the competition, doesn't he? But he had an yeah. awful lot to catch up with at, at last week, didn't he, Claudia? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, Enki did not have her best test in Grand Prix, as she normally uh, has not her best test in Grand Prix. Um, but Enki is an incredible rider. She has um, such a lot of rider feeling and feeling for timing and feeling for bringing the horse uh, to more relaxation and to um, to, to, to more um, very well going things and she did that again this championship and of course it was difficult for her to acknowledge that she might not uh, have a have a medal an, an, indi- an individual medal but in the end she was very happy with her freestyle test and she said, uh, I hardly could, couldn't have done it better than I did now. And I still am so very happy with Salinero uh, being in the top or already five or six years. And it still gives me a great feeling. And at the end, um, when the sport is this good, it's only one tiny little mistake that makes a difference. And again, Salinero did not... Um, properly ha- properly halt. So she uh, she she won the bronze medal with only um, ten hundredths of uh, percentage less than Adelinda's silver medal. So with with two proper halts, she would have won the silver medal. Yeah, and to- Totilas, it's it's a different story, but um, it, it happens uh, almost never that you have a horse like this. <laughs> and now we have Totilas and we have Ravel in America. So it, it's amazing. Well, well, we do. And that really leads me to um, a point. Uh, Reese and I have talked about this already. And, and I think uh, there will be a lot of conversations about Totilas versus Ravel for the 2010 World Equestrian Games here in Kentucky. That's got to be the showdown that people are going to be waiting for, looking forward to um, and much anticipated, uh, only because we've seen such wonderful tests from Ravel as a young horse already stealing the show in Aachen earlier this year, and we've so- seen Tortillas breaking world records. So, any predictions, Claudia? 
Um, well, I uh, the only pre- prediction I can make is that the horse that goes uh, uh, without mistakes will be the winner. <laughs> because they are both, they, they can both um, uh, mark, get, get marks 9 and 10. So yes. the horse that goes without mistakes will be the winner. Will be the winner. It'll be a, and it'll and I won't count out, count out Pasifal as well, because um, the harmony that's over that pair is incredible. So if she is the one that goes without mistake, mistakes, she might be the winner. Any predictions as to what that would happen with the teams? I guess that's really early until we know what the teams look like and we're a year out. Um, but if based on what happened at the Europeans and the, and, and the World Cup, th- those are clearly indicators. And we'll be watching the World Cup uh, qualifiers and the final again this uh, winter, Clarcia, to see you know, how things are shaping up. But uh, any feelings now about where uh, the medals are going to fall next year on the team event? Um, well, uh, the German team chef, chef Holger Schmetzer, um was very happy for the results of dressage and f- for the dressage being this wonderful. And he said, uh, at the moment, I cannot find an answer in Germany yet because our horses are too young. They still need some more years, so probably the Olympics in London, we will have uh, horses that have the answer for these incredible horses. I don't have the answer yet, so I think then um, if, if he is um, honest and he tells tells uh, us this story, then then I think Germany will be very happy with the bronze medal again. Um, but Sweden is fair, is being very strong, so they are uh, also uh, on their way for improvement with the help of German Hubert Schmidt and some more uh, big, uh, nice trainers and coaches. And then we will have America and, and the Netherlands, um, but um, America probably might have some problems in getting more good riders next to Stefan Peters as well, haven't they? Well, I think that's going to be a challenge, isn't it, Reese? Because, you know, we've got one star and a lot of people vying for a spot on that team, Reese. There there are, and, and I I would like to be on that team myself, but we'll see what, what my horse Casper does. Um, but, it, you know, certainly I'm a young combination as well, and, and there's a, I was also with Adrian Lyle, um, there's a lot of younger riders who are kind of in the same position, but um, I think this coming year will be interesting and, and time for us all to get some experience. So it'll be it'll be fun to see what happens. Well, it really will, and we'll be following the World Cup uh, qualifiers and the final Clarcia with you, and we really appreciate you sharing the European Championship experience with us. It must have been absolutely wonderful to be a part of that and see history in the making. I, I, I wouldn't have missed it for, <laughs> for gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Well, thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch up with you as the World Cup qualifiers get underway during this winter. Thank you. Thank you, Clarcia. Thank you. Well, what celebrations they had, Reese? Uh, uh, obviously, an event that the, everyone is going to remember for a long time to come.
That's true, and I'm I'm just so jealous I wasn't there to see it in person, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, I know, me too. You know, I've, I've covered a lot of the major competitions for many years now, and, uh, you know, Europeans, World Cup finals, and Olympics, and, and WEGs, and, you know, you, you always get wonderful competitions, but when you get something like this, and I had to miss out on it, that's a shame, but at least we have, thanks to the internet, we have... Uh, the opportunity to watch that on uh, YouTube, that wonderful ride of Edward Garland. Uh, we're going to try and get Edward on the show in the very near future because I'm sure our listeners will want to hear from him, uh, the, the the new star of dressage. Absolutely. I, I hope I'm I'm the one. Um, I'm here. Heather Heather's taking a, you know be on tour again, and so I can be here. But I, I can't wait. And and really, everyone should should check it out. I have to be honest. I sent. I even had my husband sit down last night to watch it because, and he was just in awe. It's just an amazing. It's really a beautiful test, and and everyone should should watch it because it really shows what we're all doing every day. And and it, it's just really something everyone should take about six minutes to watch. It's it's worth it for sure. And for all trainers to say okay guys this is what it should look like <laughs> exactly this is it and, and it was it really I, I i had goosebumps watching it and actually i i ended up uh watching more i uh spent about a half an hour last night online just watching and, and i would encourage everyone to do it <laughs> all right terrific well uh, we c- we're going to take another commercial break here reese and uh, then we're going to get to your training tip of the week Well, thank you, Chris and Reese. Just wanted to mention our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Uh, you know, they, they re- are really getting active now on Facebook, like like everyone seems to be. You can go to Facebook and just search for Kentucky Performance Products. They offer lots of great tips on there for horses' health, and they have uh, a lot of conversation going on over there. So I encourage you to uh, hop on over to Facebook and search for Kentucky Performance Products and become a fan of their fan page. You know, Kentucky Performance Products offers supplements designed to target specific problems and are made with high-quality ingredients included at effective levels. The company's supplements are intended to complement, not compete, with your horse's current feeding program, guarding against over-supplementation. As we're coming into fall, don't forget that your horses still need electrolytes when they're out competing and getting all sweaty and stuff. So Summer Games electrolytes were developed specifically for use at the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta. Formulated to replace key electrolytes and trace minerals at the proper ratio, Summer Games increases your horse's tolerance to exercise and speeds recovery time. Its concentrated low-sugar formula provides more electrolytes per dose than many leading brands. For horses on the go, use Summer Games Plus Paste. The revolutionary electrolyte paste contains Nalox, Equine, and Acid. The dual-action electrolyte offers horses the extra benefit of buffering the stomach at stressful times. Learn more about Summer Games Electrolytes and all the products of Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. Well, thanks again to our sponsors, KPP USA. They can be found at kppusa.com, as Glenn mentioned. And we're coming now to Reese's training tip of the week, standing in for Heather here. What, what have you got for us this week, Reese? Well, Chris, I wanted to talk about um, the ever-popular leg yield. Um, it's really a question I get a lot. You know, my horse is stiff. How do I make him better? How do I get my horse more active off my, off my leg aids? So I decided the ever-popular leg yield because there's lots of forms of the leg yield. It, you know, if you look at the test, it's not just always going down the center line and leg yielding to the rail. There are other, other forms of this leg yield and, and really what the riders want to think is that their inside leg is at the girth 
and the outside leg is, is just a neutral leg. And you're pushing the horse off the inside leg, engaging that inside hind leg, and, and having a little bit more connection on the outside rein, which is really what we're working on. So some of the ways to do leg yields are things, for example, on a circle. If you're on a circle, let's say at, at C, there's a nice open side of that circle. And what I like to do is have my students push their horses out. Um, I think I say, make the circle really fat. Try to get to X. That way, pushing the horses off your inside leg, but then your outside rein and leg need to be there to kind of catch the horse so that, that he can't just fall out the shoulder but that he's connected there. And that connection is what you really need for things such as corners um, and other turns that will help. So you can leg yield on the circle. You can also leg yield along the wall. That's a different different form of a leg yield, but it's the same. And for leg yielding along the wall, you have the horse's uh, nose on the rail, and then you're actually pushing the horse's haunches off the rail, but you stay for the full exercise along the wall. So you don't move off the off the long off the long side, but the horse's nose is facing the the boards, and their haunches are slightly to the inside. So at this point, you're pushing the horse. What would what would in theory be your inside rein? But since you've changed the flexion, you push them to that outside rein. It's again you're pushing the horse using that that inside leg and pushing to the outside rein and leg. And what a leg yield does is it makes sure that the horse is active off your lateral aids. So when you put your leg on, your horse moves away from it. Um, in a in a active, quick fashion. And the other thing is it just helps in general with um, bending and flexion, uh, thinking kind of yoga for horses. It, it really helps to have them bend side to side. And it's a great exercise, and it's used, you should use it every day, all the way to Grand Prix from, from little babies, from four-year-olds on up, can learn to leg yield. So I hope that's a helpful exercise. Well, thank you, Reese. Uh, just one thing I wanted to pull out of there when you said an active, quick response to the leg yield, and I'm, I'm sure you mean not quick in that it would be sudden, but it would be flowing and, and more of an active response be, to, for the horses to always be responsive to your aids. I think that's what we're looking at. We're looking for smooth, exactly. smooth but not quick or jerky, but um, right. I'm, sure, I'm sure you meant responsive, that they are exactly. immediately responsive mm-hmm. to you, right? Right. And, you know, a lot of times you put your leg on and the horse just kind of, you know, says, what? What do you, what do you want? And, and we want to kind of get rid of that. We want that when you put your leg on, that the horse just softly moves away from it. But there's a response. A lot of times there's no response. And that's what we want to kind of get rid of. Because then, then the riders say, oh, but my horse, he's so stiff and, and he doesn't move. Well, part of that reason is because he is not responsive to that aid. So that's a great way to put it. All right, wonderful. Well, thank you for that, Reese. We appreciate it, and and uh, we'll always want to hear your questions when it comes to training tips and uh, anything that you're interested in. We lo- really love to hear from you, and I know you have a listener's question again this week. And who's that from, Reese? I do. I have a listener question from Whitney Todd, and she has a, a great question. And her question is: How would you tackle problems? Um, or things that come up when you're training your horse, especially when your trainer, when you don't have a trainer or that your your trainer isn't there on that particular day. And because um, this is a question, I think it's it's hard for everyone. And, and having my, my personal trainer is away, so um, I have a really good uh, communication with her. But there are things that come up um, that, that you need to solve and you're, you need to be by yourself. So some of the things that I tell my students to do 
on a daily basis, I really want to see a writing journal. You know, what are you doing every day? Are there, uh, is there a pattern to the problem that you're having on that particular day or is that particular week? Can you trace it back to your horse needs to get his teeth done or he needs to get his feet done or, or something like that? Uh, that's always a good way. You know, is there a pattern with the problem? And, and always we want to consult our veterinarians and farriers um, first if there's ever a training problem so that we know that the horse is sound and healthy. Uh, then another way I, uh, that I would, I would suggest is, is video diary. You know, have your husband or, or your friend or, or someone videotape uh, the problem and, and send it to, to professionals. There's lots of professionals. Uh, we would love to help you in any way, shape, or form we can. Uh, and if that's watching a video, uh, we can tell a lot through the video. So uh, don't feel that the trainers aren't, aren't accessible and don't want to talk and, and help because we really, that's our job and, and we love to help riders and horses. So a video diary is a great way. And then listening to the radio show, uh, hopefully you get lots of fun tips while listening to the radio show um, as well. And, and, and there are lots of books and magazines that are on, you know, out and, and available at, at all local stores or on, online. And then things like watching, uh, watching Edward, you know, that's inspiring to everyone and, and taking time sometime to, to watch what, what horses are doing. It's, it's so wonderful that we have access now through the internet and, and different me- media tools that we can see the top riders w- riding in the world on a daily basis and take advantage of that because sometimes just having, having that wonderful example is, is everything that you need. So, well, it, it certainly contributes to it, doesn't it? I know if you watch the does. top riders in, in any discipline, and I was watching um, just last week, uh, week no, a couple of weeks ago now, the, the Hunter Derby finals here in the horse park recent. Watching those riders, they were judged by eight judges. They were all looking at the same thing. And uh, as, a, as a hunter rider, you have to make everything look totally seamless and n- not show your aids at all. The, what the judge is looking for is that that horse is going you know seamlessly through transitions and before and after the jump and and the chain leg changes and things like that and so everything had to be totally uh, you know invisible to the uh, to the judges and and that's what we're looking for with dressage or or any any um horse sport really we're looking for you to perfect the, the aids and the application of the aids and the response of your horse so they're very subtle and in they and they ha- happen seamlessly right that's that's perfection isn't it uh, Reese? exactly exactly <laughs> and just to be able even you know i i i want to tune into your coverage of, of the hunter derby because i heard it was so beautiful and and just watching those horses go and 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 truly as riders and trainers and just horse admirers it's just so fun to see all of that and and we all know how difficult that is in any sport. So um, I I also enjoyed. We had the reigning test event here at the horse park a few weeks ago, and 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 to see different horse sports, it's just inspiring, and it makes me want to come back and ride uh, the next day even better. So um, there are there are ways. Uh, certainly, the best is having a trainer and working with a trainer on a daily basis. But um, it, it, life gets in the way, and that's not always always the way we can do it. But um, you know, it, it just takes a little bit of time and 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 a computer now and and, and listening and, and that type of thing. And you can really learn. Um, but it's great to have somebody that you can talk to and, and speak to on the, either on the phone or with the video. Uh, that's really helpful, and, and it makes it less. It's very frustrating. So hopefully that'll help ease some frustration. Well, you mentioned that Hunter Derby um, that is available for viewing. 
Those finals, uh, which were filmed by Equestrian Life, our presenting sponsor here at the Dressage Radio Show. So if you want to watch those, and I encourage you to do that too, Reese, you mentioned that, um, go to equestrianlife.com and click on the videos and uh, follow the the video coverage that we do of that and various other events at uh, equestrianlife.com. Well, that about wraps it up this week. Um, Reese. we want to thank you for joining us. We want to encourage... Uh, our listeners to follow our show notes at dressageradio.com and uh, give us their feedback. Um, you can leave a voicemail at 270-803-0025. That number is on our website. You can email me and Heather. Heather can be reached at heather at horseradionetwork.com and chris at horseradionetwork.com. We also have a fan page on Facebook and we also... Uh, can be followed on Twitter. That's Horse Radio on Twitter. And I know you're tweeting too now, Reese. I am tweeting. Uh, we finally got together for lunch, Chris and I, and she showed me how to tweet. So I am tweeting. Uh, not very good <laughs> at it, but I. Uh, but please uh, follow follow me on my my Twitter account, and and that would be great. So uh, so and that, and that address is uh, Reese Koffler. You can follow Reese Koffler now on Twitter. You can follow Horse Radio, <laughs> and you can follow Heather Heather Blitz. And you can also catch up with Reese uh, on her website, maplecrestfarmky.com. We would also like to thank our sponsors again, Equestrian Life, our presenting sponsor, and Kentucky Performance Products that can be found at kppusa.com. Well, next week you can tune in when we'll be talking to Courtney King-Dye. She will be our guest next week when Heather will be back, Reese. So, again, we want to... Thank you so much for standing in for Heather, and uh, we look forward to having her back next week. But you'll come and visit us again, I hope. Oh, absolutely. It's been lots of fun. Thanks for listening and, and giving me the experience. It's been wonderful. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, and enjoy your riding. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and enjoy your riding. On the Dressage Radio Show next week, Edward Gold joins us to tell us about his record-breaking win at the European Championships and his relationship with Morland's Tortillas. It's an episode you won't want to miss, so tune in next week for episode 16 of the Dressage Radio Show.